All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode three of It's Not That Serious, the podcast. My name is Nicole. My name is Esty. And we are here today with a brand new episode for y'all called... For y'all? For y'all called Catastrophic Classes. I like how you say... I like how you say the title of the episode, like we're reading a story (laughs) to the class. And today, episode three is... Kids, come make a circle on the carpet. I just feel like it's more legitimate. To tell the name? Okay. A little update for everybody. Um, I don't know if anyone can hear this, but I did get new headphones. (laughs) So really hoping that the sound quality comes out a little bit better. We weren't just trying to fool you with that static. (laughs) It's just shit quality, but we called it room tone. Exactly. We're like, let's add more fuzz to the fuzz to just even that out. This is a big $16 purchase from Amazon. So how do I sound? You always sound great to me, Nicole, but apparently you sound like shit afterwards. So let's hope this is better. So obviously we have all been in quarantine um, for a really long time now. So I'm just gonna pick the top trendiest activities and SCU, I wanna know what you've been up to. Okay. Okay, number one, have you tie-dyed anything? Absolutely not. Okay, number two, have you you baked anything? You know, I I can save you some time. (laughs) Um, Oh, I actually have, I was going to say I haven't done any of them, but I actually have baked. What have you baked? It's embarrassing, okay? My sister really likes crackers, and all the crackers were sold out on Amazon and in the grocery stores, and so... My mom tried to make crackers. That <laughs> when were crackers sold out of the grocery store? Remember when like shit started really hitting the fan and people were packing in as if we weren't going to see the light of day for the next three years? Yeah, the toilet paper crisis. Yeah, and then I got forcefully locked into my own home. And so <laughs> by my dad, not by the government. But I couldn't. <laughs> There was just no crackers ever. She specifically likes those Ritz crackers. And so my mom tried to make homemade Ritz crackers. I feel like all I buy on Amazon is like these headphones and like other things made of plastic. That one lash growth serum. Yeah. From that one <laughs> Facebook ad. What have you been baking? Oh my God. I tried to make these like strawberry cookies, like strawberry oatmeal cookies. And they came out like thinner than the Eucharist. They're supposed <laughs> to be like fluffy and like chewy and shit and they came out just like wet and thin and like jelly okay next quarantine question for you have you given yourself bangs yet okay i have learned from past experience i gave myself bangs when i had the flu so i was readily prepared to move all the scissors out of sight out of mind wait you cut your hair while you had the flu i i had the flu really fucking bad like a couple years back It was so boring because I had a headache all the time, so I couldn't even, like, watch TV. So I decided to give myself bangs. But for those of you that don't see me in real life, I have, I mean, to put it frank, I have, like, two layers short of a Jufro. (laughs) No, you don't. I do, though. If I don't maintain, it's, this is why my hair is this long, Nicole, okay? I need the weight to hold it down. Oh, my God. Your hair is, like, straight. It's not straight. It is absolutely not straight (laughs) because I've assimilated that well. So I have learned the hard way that bangs and my face don't mix in a sexy way. My hair is starting to look like Little House on the Prairie. I really need a haircut. (laughs) Okay, next. 
Have you made whipped coffee? No. Thank God. I'm just kidding. I made it. <laughs> Did you? I am just so against it because... Isn't it like a Greek thing? No, that's the thing. Frappes or frappes yeah. are like a Greek iced coffee and that's what everybody drinks, but that's mainly made of water and you'd like just shake that. This is like a whole creamy whippy thing. It looks real pretty, but the way people serve it, they just like fill a glass with milk and then like dollop it on top and I'm like that's you're just drinking milk for five minutes and then for the last 30 seconds it's just coffee exactly and everyone's trying to pin that on the Greeks right and being like this is a Greek coffee I'm like no it's not (laughs) this is just Nicole is a little bit Greek so this is really hitting hard I know I saw the Greek thing once and I was like what the hell is this absolutely (laughs) not we're not taking responsibility for this I've heard it's good though I just I don't have the patience If I ever want caffeine, I don't want to whip it together. 30 minutes. Okay, and the last question I have for you is, have you started making TikToks or joined TikTok or been on TikTok or gone down a TikTok vortex? I've been on TikTok. I did go down a bit of a vortex. I haven't started making TikToks because I don't know how to express anymore that I'm just not a putting myself out there kind of person. (laughs) After four years of friendship, I finally decided to put my voice on the internet. (laughs) Five years from now, maybe I'll make a TikTok. I see just doing the savage dance on a private TikTok account. (laughs) They're really hard. It's like you need literally like a media degree to figure that shit out. And I can't even figure that shit out. So I did watch an interview with the kids from the Hype House, though, which is something I didn't think could ever exist. 15 kids in a mansion all in the bathroom at the same time it's the some of them though are like i gotta give it to tiktok like some of the some of them i think are so they're actually so good and so funny and then so much of it i just i can't watch it yeah that's the thing like i feel like i'm halfway the correct audience for tiktok we're right on the brink of being uh gen z and millennials so i feel like half the tiktoks i'm really into and then the other half i don't understand why the 14 year old is winking at me oh my god the like creepy little boy ones where they do the like grab the camera thing where it's supposed to be like your throat are you you're talking about those povs exactly it's so traumatic i saw the first one and i was like this is a whole new genre of things that i can't watch again yeah but they're always sexy like they're trying to be sexy but then the scenario is like you know like i walk in and you're with another man so i shoot him in the face and then i like (laughs) stick my foot in your vagina and you're like what you're like i don't know what part of this supposed to turn me on okay so we are here today to talk about some of the classes that we took throughout university me and esty basically made our schedules exactly the same throughout our entire program um that's pretty much how i got by (laughs) like i remember why we took the same classes obviously so we could study together. But each semester, there was like one class that I really wanted to take that I was like more down for and one that you were more down for. So we were in a media program, obviously, but the class that I really wanted to take was called History Through Film, because that seemed right up my nerdy ass alley. Nicole, for whatever reason, was like, there's this really cool class about Nazi Germany called the Third Reich. And I was like, okay. I just thought it was going to be all about like Hitler and like the camps stuff like that, which I actually find really interesting. Essie came to me and she was like, there's this class, history through film. So we both take the class. A bunch of our friends also take this class. So we get there the first day and the teacher walks in and she 
first of all, I'm pretty sure that was the day she wore like the all purple velour complete tracksuit. Do you remember? Oh, yes. I, I 100% know. Yes. Purple yeah. with, I yeah. think there was a hat too. History through film, you think it's just about like there wasn't it didn't really say when in history or what part of history <laughs> she just I think she just picked the part that she wanted to talk about and picked the movies to go along with this part. <laughs> That's so, exactly the description. That was the description. It was like history. No time or space. <laughs> history that I like plus movies that I want to watch was her class description. <laughs> the whole course ended up being the history of some, the rape of Nanking, which was when Japan... <laughs> let me see what I remember. Japan invaded <laughs> China and it was a fucking murder fest. Like, it was awful. And then we she also talked a lot about Gandhi. And those were the two main things that I remember that we were talking about, about the history. And I was like, these are, this is fine. I don't really know anything about either of these things. So some days she would walk in and talk about the rape of Nanking. And then the next day she'd walk in and talk about Gandhi and then flip back to Nanking. So the whole time you're kind of like, I'm not, so you would try to follow along with like her notes and like her PowerPoints. (laughs) But her PowerPoints, the first slide would just be like China. Like it would just say the word China. Then the second slide would just be like a map, but she just zoomed in on like India and then it would just be India and the outline of India. And then it would just have a year. Well, I thought we were talking about China. Now it's India with this year that I now have to go and investigate. And then the next slide would just be like the word Gandhi. And then by the end of the class, you would have no fucking idea what you what the, the thing was about because you'd have just obscure words about history in general. I think I remember finding the notebook to that class. And I swear to God, it was three weeks worth of lectures fit into one and a half pages. A big ol' a whole slide dedicated to three bullets. And you were like, great, I'm writing this all down. Great. Exactly. So there's always the general confusion of what this course is about. And then she would play a movie. And I swear to God, it was like black and white. And they would be speaking Japanese in the movie. And it would be dubbed over in Russian and then subtitled in Spanish. (laughs) And then you would have to go on your own time and like find the English subtitled one. So you would, it just was so hard to learn. (laughs) And then there was the final project, which Essie, this was your favorite. There was like nine questions that you could choose from that were all super vague. And then nine movies. It wasn't like, here's a bank of movies found all the links and downloads for. It was like nine obscure movie titles that you had to go find and then link it back to this essay that you didn't understand what the topic was. Again, context, I'm not the best student. And this might have just been me having a lot of hard <laughs> challenges with this. But this class, I could not grasp for the life no, of me. No, I remember because like we tried really hard. And it was one of those classes where you had a... Um, the lab portion as well in a smaller group meet up with like a TA or someone who is dedicated to your 10 to 12 people to like discuss the work. And it was, I'm pretty, I'm 90% sure he was her husband. Oh yeah. It was the one guy. Do you remember? Yeah. He was so sweet too, but everything that we asked him, you could tell in his eyes that he didn't know how to explain it to us. So Esty, you didn't even end up finishing the class with us. I didn't want to have to try this hard for a class that I was doing so bad in that was contributing so much to my average that wasn't part of my program. Me and one of our friends who was taking this class with us flipped a coin to figure out if we should stay in it or not. And this is like 80% through the semester. We only had one assignment to go, but we flipped that tails or whatever the fuck and we dropped right out. I remember watching you guys flip the coin and I was like, I can't, like I have, I can just bullshit some essay. I can just 
bullshit. You have a lot more conviction though with schoolwork. I remember so many scenarios. I was just like out of principle rejecting them and you were like, no, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Like, like you really have. <laughs> it's all selfishness though. I just want more me time. So the quicker I can get through it and get to the me time. Yeah, so SD flipped the coin, dropped out. <laughs> Me and whoever was left just fucking suffered through that. Anyways, I got through it. I don't know what I ended with. It was probably a garbage mark, but that was one of the weirdest classes I've ever taken. So anyway, that was my choice of elective, which I ended up dropping out of promptly. <laughs> and then Nicole's choice of elective was the Third Reich. I don't even remember. I remember on the first day she explained... She gave us like the elevator pitch of the class and it sounded at once the hardest and most boring thing I've ever heard. It was like the Second World War from the perspective of like political nuances and paperwork or like something like that. Like who signed this document? How many people showed up to this meeting? But I remember the description said the word like war and Holocaust and I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. You thought you were going to go to... Steven Spielberg, the movie, the class. Exactly. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. But that's not what it was. That's not what it was. I don't even have to think when I say this was the hardest class in my entire university experience. And I think we took this in second or third year. You know what? I actually have real life experience to compare. I helped my friend through his master's and he had the same workload that we had in that class. Literally. And the worst, it was, it's, it's like that thing where it's just one class amidst your like six other classes. Plus, because of our program, it wasn't just readings and essays. It was like you're on shoots for eight hours a day, like you're editing, doing a whole bunch of shit at once. The expectation was that you would read approximately 40 pages from one to two weeks write up an analysis, present it in your lab. And then throughout like the semester, you would have your midterms and then your papers and whatever. We wrote so much content and just like analysis for this class. I mean, I did. (laughs) I mean, I did too, kind of. I mean, okay, I felt like I had to do good in this class. You know what I mean? Like my precedent. (laughs) I felt like I had to do good because I'm Jewish. Okay, like (laughs) (laughs) there it is. I was like, do I prompt her for this or? So I like really hustled and I was like all the time, like reading, you know, like listening to documentaries and like writing up about them. So the person that led our lab was the professor. We had the great privilege of being led by our professor. (laughs) I swear to God. No, I don't even want to. Can you say this? Your interpretation of the labs. We had this system where Essie would read it and then she would verbally tell me what happened. And then I would write based (laughs) off that. So I would walk, we'd walk into these labs and she would, you had to get participation marks. So you had to show up and like answer, she would ask you questions based on the reading that just happened. So Essie had like fully digested these readings. Like she read the whole thing and I had literally Cole's notes of whatever Esty said. It was what I was walking into these classes with. She would ask you a question or you'd answer. And this is all for marks. And you would give like your full answer. And I couldn't even begin to copy what you would say. Um, and she would just be like, mm, yes, but like, I just feel like blah, blah. And like kind of give you like a critique. She liked everybody in that lab except for me. To be honest, I could feel that. Did you? Because it really felt like it was in my head. Like I would give, maybe she didn't want like a, I mean, I wasn't even a try hard. I was just like trying to show her that I cared about what she had to say. So I was, you know, regurgitating my analysis of 
the dynamics of the time and whatever, whatever. And she'd be like, you know what, like, some of what you said could have been fact checked a little more thoroughly. And I feel like the conclusions um, are a little weak. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> like, Nicole would literally be like, um, you know, I just feel like he was really mean to the Jews. And she'd be like, that is exactly it. That's what I'm talking. That is exactly right. He was hateful, racist, spiteful. <laughs> like, just turn what you said into like a valid point. I don't know. Like, this woman had it out for me, and I don't want to say. <laughs> do it, Essie. Do it. <laughs> like, she didn't hate you, and she didn't like. I don't know. She was just extra hard on you. She was hard on me through like a veil of insincere small talk. It was like that subtweeting. Everything she said to me was a subtweet. She just subtweeted me and everything she said. Because then by the time like the final essay came. That final, I still think about it to this day. Every time I have a hard day at work where I'm like working till 11 p.m. And I'm like trying to get out a product. I'm like, you know what? This is nothing compared to the fucking final we wrote in the Third Reich. She laid out like six choices of books on the table. And we had to pick one and read it write our proposal for the paper based on the book and then she revealed to us that the paper wasn't just going to be based on the book that we read it's going to be based on all six books plus like five to eight scholarly sources yeah so I think when she assigned it we maybe had like a month or like three weeks to work on it by that point we would have to submit a proposal, give it to her to review. And if she approved it, then we could go on to write this paper. But you couldn't start writing the paper until she approved it to you. Nicole and I write our proposals. We hand them in. I think the first round, we both get rejected or something like that. I'm pretty sure. So then we're like, okay, whatever. Toughen up and write it again and then hand it in. And then Nicole's is approved and mine is rejected. And I'm like, a little cheese. Okay, you know, it's fine. Whatever, whatever. But also... I'm pretty sure we picked the same exact. <laughs> we did. We picked the same book. And we like obviously wanted to structure our arguments like in a similar way. So I was like, OK, maybe I just worded it differently than you did. And so I was like, OK, I'm going to low key plagiarize this in the best way I can. So I literally took Nicole's exact argument structure, thesis, everything, rewrote it in my own words rejected <laughs> can i just comment on my proposal this was not like a strong proposal this was like the bare minimum effort proposal like i don't know how that got green lit but it was like garbage like it was not <laughs> good this wasn't like a strong point i was making well yeah but that's like the most that you could do by that point because we had like three days to read seven books so anyway rejected i'm like okay so whatever and so then I'm like taking it back to the drawing board so I rewrite it and I'm like real proud of it submit it rejected but time's time is literally taking like we're like a, a week or two out I think at this point so then I'm like emailing her and like trying to get any kind of idea of like what it is she wants and she's literally emailing me every 48 hours one to two word answers two full days would go by and she's I don't know like some bullshit thing like your thesis doesn't draw like the conclusion that you're proposing I don't know so then like I would reshuffle it send it back three more days goes by and she's like I'm out of town or something <laughs> oh, like, yeah. okay so like what the fuck do I do this is still we're still talking about the proposal here okay this thing is <laughs> one paragraph long 
Well, that was the thing. This was like such a small blip in terms of what you had to actually produce. The final paper, mine anyway, was probably about 20 pages long. It ended up being. Yeah. This proposal, I kid you not, was less than half a page long. It took her two and a half weeks I mean, but by this point, like, my confidence was completely shot. I'm like, I'm obviously an idiot. Like, I obviously... (laughs) I clearly can't read. Have no idea what I'm doing. Meanwhile, like, half our class is like, and then Hitler put all the Jews in the Holocaust, the end. And I was, like, (laughs) still getting fucking rejected. (laughs) So then I see her after class, and she gives me the points, what I need to do, whatever. And so then I go back, rewrite the proposal send it back to her, hear nothing, crickets. Nicole's like, so like, where are you at? Like, I'm like, you know, done my first two paragraphs. And I'm like, okay, I'm just still getting left on red by our professor. (laughs) I remember being like, dude, you have to start this thing. This thing's a nightmare. Yes, I remember you telling me that I should just start it. And I'm like, I literally can't start it because I don't know what I'm writing yet because she wouldn't tell me (laughs) what to write. So I'm like... By this point, it's probably Friday. This is due on Monday. And I'm like, okay, trying to call her, emailing her. I tracked down her personal email address. I'm like sending her a bunch of emails. I'm like, just give me the green light. Like, I just need to know if I can write it. Otherwise, like, I really need an extension because I cannot get this into you by Monday. Like, I'm just spamming the shit out of her inbox. I think, like, all hope is lost. Little do I know, Saturday, 11 p.m., I get, this is fine, you may proceed. It doesn't sound sinister that she, like, gave me the green light when she did, but it is because that means that she gave me the green light before the due date, which means I couldn't get an extension. No, literally. So I had to finish it from Saturday, 11 p.m. to Monday morning. So I had like 24 hours to write a 20-page paper. You better believe I pulled two all-nighters in a row, (laughs) pumped out a 20-page paper, and then Monday morning rolls around, haven't slept in two days. She's like sitting at the front of the class. People are like putting their papers in front of her on the desk. I walk up. She like looks up at me, smiles, and she's like, how's your weekend? And I'm like... (laughs) It was great. How the fuck was yours? <laughs> Put my paper down on the desk. <laughs> and after all this, she doesn't even mark it. She gives it to her TA to mark, which really grinds my gears because I wanted her to read it because it was actually good. I think you did good on it, though, at the end. I did because the TA marked it and the TA wasn't a fucking sociopath. I remember like you literally messaging me. I was just starting my conclusion and you were like, I just got it like approved and I remember being like holy fuck I think you finished it and then I was just wrapping up my title and then didn't you see her later in life like you were working yeah I served her twice at a bar and she didn't recognize you she didn't remember me but more than one thought went through my mind to like fuck up her drink (laughs) but I took the high road in school sometimes people think that students are just whiny and that you know, there's like, this is hard and this is unfair. And my mom, sometimes there's very legitimate reasons to why people are complaining about stuff. I've had issues with teachers before, but it was, I never drew conclusions from it. I never thought that it was anything personal or whatever, but there was like an undeniable quality about me that she just didn't like. I have a pretty high tolerance for getting shit on too, but 
especially because I'm pretty quiet as it is. I didn't get in her way, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't obnoxious or whatever. Like I really just did what she wanted me to do. You don't get amped up very easily either. Like you don't really get like that rattle, but, and then seeing how you like seeing your reaction during that time, I just remember being like, this shit is serious. (laughs) SD is done. Hey everyone, well, thank you for tuning in to episode three of our catastrophic classes. This one was heavier. This one was a little heavier, but I think it's good. <laughs> mix it up. And yeah, join us next week and we're going to talk about something else. Something less depressing, maybe? Yeah, we're gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it back up next week. All right, bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>